Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the In The Saddle podcast where this week I'm joined by Betfair's Mark Horowski and racing guru Izzy Phillips. But before we get into the action, let's see how everyone is. Mark, how are things? Are you in good form? Yeah, in good form. Um, had a couple of winners at the weekend. Um, looking forward to this weekend's action. Uh, good to be back on the potty. Yeah, the, the panel did quite well last week. We had a few winners. And Izzy, I have to say, Hunter's cool. He, he didn't beat Tommy's Oscar, did he? <laughs> no. Is he, is he crossed you the line that yet? Up very early, Lorda. You brought that up very, very I know. early. That was quicker than I thought. Just had to get it out of the way. Yeah. It was a great weekend, though. I'm still buzzing from Shishkin versus Nergamine. I would just, it was amazing. I'm still buzzing from it. Yeah, it was definitely one of those uh, races for, for the ages. I, I was in the back of the car at the time going to. Uh, uh some relatives and uh i had my headphones in and that and i was like oh my god what a race go on shishkin and uh everybody looked at me and thought i was bloody mad so <laughs> did, you, did you both think he was beat jumping two out like honestly yeah. did you think he was beat not looking at betford and running but genuinely like i i i, I thought he was beat yeah i thought he was beat yeah I, th- I thought he was but i think um i think uh Cheltenham will suit him better, and I think he'll beat Energamine if, if they do. Uh, I think he was fully wound up in Energamine. You know, really, he was sort of doing some tactics there because, like, he had he had an, an uncontested easy lead, um, and he still couldn't win. But like, was he fully wound up? You know, that's the sort of only angle that I've got. Um, and I don't think Paul Tenham is overly hard on him over the last. I think he just didn't have anything left in the locker. He reminds me of Chacan Poursois in the fact that I think that they will take most horses out of their comfort zone. But when it comes into a fight and a battle, if something is close to the, to their coattails, like Shishkin, who, who can hit a flat spot, but then we always know is going to find, like Altior did, I just think those kind of horses can sometimes be vulnerable. And uh, I think an Ergamine comes into that category. You know, if it came into a head-to-head battle up the straight, obviously I think he would find. But I, I just think maybe he could be vulnerable to to a stronger finisher. And obviously that 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 was the case at Ascot. Anyway, we better get into this week's races where we're going to be focusing on Cheltenham Trials Day. And also as well, we'll look at some of the races going on at Doncaster where they've got a good card there, including their feature race, which is the Sky Bet Chase. But it's Cheltenham we go first. It's 155. It's going to be shown on ITV. It's a two and a half mile handicap. It's the Paddy Power Cheltenham Countdown Podcast Handicap Grade 3 Contest. Um, Magic Saint is currently your favourite. He's four to one at the top of the betting. We've got Faraday in there as well, uh, who was a good winner last time at Sandown. He's nine to two. Galahad Quest is five to one, and bigger the rest. Uh, Izzy, I'll come to you here first on this one. Magic Saint, do we think he's the right favourite for the race? Um, he might be. My attention's turned to Cool Cody. I think his record at Cheltenham speaks for itself. And I just think it, perhaps it was a little too soft for him on New Year's Day. And he has shown he can bounce back in the past. So he is on a little bit of a recovery mission. But I looked at the current going at Cheltenham, which is good. And I just think that this could be the race for him. Obviously, Fernay's in there. Um, you've got Lucy Turner again taking some weight off. And Venetia's record is good. Um, but again, with this one, I would just looking at the going, I'd like a little more cut in the ground. Yeah, I, I do agree. I, I was kind of coming down on the side of Cool Cody. 
I just thought he might be able to get quite an easy lead with things up on the pace. We know that Cheltenham is his track. He does obviously have to carry that big weight, but like you say, there, the ground could be in his favour. I also as well give a positive mention out to uh, to Jackamar. Uh, got the better of Mr. Coffee uh, when wearing those uh, first-time cheek beaters. Uh, he'll like the ground. He, he wouldn't want it too soft. He's got previous experience at uh, Cheltenham in the past. Well, I think he, he might have made the frame there once uh, in a decent handicap. He finished fourth there at the November meeting back in uh, 2019. So he can handle the track. I think he'll be doing all his best work at the end. And maybe it could be uh, Cool Cody and uh, Jackamar find it out um, for the forecast. But uh, how about you, Mark? How did you see this one? I um, I thought it was quite competitive. But uh, I like the one that I came down on is Spirit of the Games with Dan Skelling. Um, I think this one's on quite a nice mark. Stable, flying, 20% strike rate. I mean, only off 132 here. Jack uh, Andrews claim has form linked with uh, Cole Corey. You're the one that you liked in the Paddy Power uh, in 2020. Um, I was having to give that one about nearly a stone. Um, so there's, there's a 27 swing pound swing in the weights here. Um, he's currently 14s on the sports book right now. I think if this one can get into a room, I think this one could be dangerous. It has a C and D form as well. So I think Spirit of the Games looks a, a decent bet here around 14 1 on the sports book. That's how I play this each way. Yeah, he's definitely down to an attractive mark. He, he might not be uh, the most um, game. He might not be the force of old or the no. most game, but of. of if, if things fall right, it could be dangerous off that mark. Yeah, he could be. He's, he's a horse that tends to creep into his races, comes with a chance, then often doesn't find much. But you're getting 14 to 1 in places. Jack Andrews as well. Uh, Bridget Andrews' brother, I think it is, um, claiming the five. So he's going to be in receipt of a lot of weight. And, and who knows, if he's on a going day, he, he might be able to outrun his odds and maybe make the frame. So... Difference of opinion there. Me and Izzy quite keen on the chances of Cool Cody. Uh, I'll give a uh, shout out to Jackamar and uh, Mark likes Spirit of the Games. We're then going to move on to the 230, which is the Paddy Power Cotswold Chase Grade 2. And we've got Chantry House, who's currently just a shades of odds on. He's 10 to 11. He obviously has to bounce back from his disappointing performance in the King George. And it's interesting that they're reaching the first time cheek pieces here. Uh, I think on his day, he probably is the best horse in this race. But do we think he's a little bit short, Mark? He certainly came from the King George. I mean, he went a 3-1 to one favourite. He was running from about 5-1, to 9-2. And there was a lot of money in that market. So... They did fancy him. It just he, he never jumped at all. Like he looked beat after what one fence, two fences. Um, he absolutely tailed off. Um, handicappers dropped down two pound in the ratings. Obviously, this this is much more um, easier uh, step down in class. I just think um, he's, he's currently around four or five on the sports book right now. I think I write is a bit of value here around around four to one and uh, nine to two on the sports book. Um, that's a solid run. A Newcastle very game type. Um, simply the bets. I think this one's quite quite a quite a difficult one to catch. Right, I think had every chance um, last time out behind Vienna Court. Just just couldn't get the job done and got picked up. I don't think that form is that strong. I had to give a wee bit of weight away about a stone and a half that day. Again, this is a step up in class. I probably have I right around a five to two chance here. Um, Trandre House around five to four. Santini as well. This horse, dumb absolute bollocks on this horse over the years. This horse needs about 10 miles. Um, you can, this horse got absolutely no chance. You can place like that. 
in four places. I'll place Lee Santini on back high right in the wind. That's how I'll play this. Mm, interesting thoughts then from Mark. I was quite keen on the chances of I right to, to run a big race. You know he's going to be up there. Um, you know, he, he's he's between a bit of a rock and a hard place, isn't he? He's, he, he's obviously now probably going to be finding life and maybe a bit tough in in handicaps. And if he if he's going to win a, a graded race, this could be it. Santini as well, obviously, you, you want to pose him here probably. But if he could get down to maybe round about a mark of 150, get a five-pound claimer, I really think he could run a big race at a big price. In, in oh. Oh no! I don't antagonize me. I'm never betting this horse again. To be honest, it, I'm I'm hoping I'm hoping I know he's got a Gold Cup entry, but I'm hoping he might be able to get in the Ultima because I watched his race last time at Cheltenham when Harry Skelton was aboard, and I actually think he ran quite well, and he just actually needed the run. He's not he's not the Santini of old when on his best form he he could be obviously fighting it out for a Gold Cup, but I do think that there could be one big race in him still, and it could be maybe. The Ultima, if he could get down to a good mark with maybe a claimer on board, I like to see him maybe finish third or fourth here, maybe beating about ten lengths. That would be a satisfactory run for me, and then I hope that they they go for that. But uh, he's, he's a neck, he's a neck behind Alpine Four at Cheltenham, um, two thousand and twenty. He's off one hundred and seventy one, and since then it's just sort of been a steady decline. It has, but but there have been a, the couple of occasions where he's ran okay. But I'm saying if he ran anywhere near. Half his Gold Cup form, he he could have a chance at a big price. Yeah, like he's not the sort of one like, in a handicap. If he's, running, if he's running in a handicap and not to one fifty, if he's running off like one four seven, he's going to be a big price anyway. So you wouldn't lay him. I know what you mean like he could potentially run past beaten horses. Um, well, what what he'll probably do? Price. What he'll probably do is he'll if he ran in the in in the three mile handicap, the Ultima. You've already lined this up, haven't you? Have you been he, on the phone to the? No, 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 because he would probably be ridden on the front end in, in these big handicaps at Cheltenham, especially the, this race the last couple of years. It has been won by some some older, more exposed types that have been lurking on a good mark and they've been ridden prominently. And we know that he, he often can be ridden prominently, you know, and I just think he could stay there and he still would be. Yes, he'll be under the pump, but if he could get to a good mark you know he's still going to be there and staying at the end you know he might get headed but i think he could run a big a big race if uh, 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 jamie moore on board right right from the front you assume next school field on board and i'm going to be riding this aggressively from the front that's going to be held up no nah. jamie, jamie moore there, there you go polygondry if you're watching get jamie moore but that that would be a good one or a decent five pound claimer maybe someone like luca morgan or something but we'll have to see anyway enough of my plan for santi and the Cheltenham Festival. Izzy, what do you think about this race? I mean, it's going to be quite quick for me. I I think it was a bit of an oddly run Gold Cup, obviously. Um, quite a few surprise results and things like that. I think, obviously, it was a steering for launches for the taking, perhaps, but we will never know. Um, so I can, I can forgive Chantry House for that, and I think that he's a worthy favourite here. Can't see past him. Yeah, well, Mr. Fisher that was from Nicky's yard ran a stinker, didn't he? And then he came out a couple of weeks ago and won easy as he liked at Campton. So it is possible, obviously, for them to maybe bounce back. And yeah, I think probably Chantry House is the most likely winner, but I think I right might be able to put it up to him and it could be quite a close finish between the two. So Mark is quite keen on the chances of I right. I'll give him a favourable mention as well. Like to see how Santini gets on. And Izzy is uh, not going to be uh, original and stick with um, 
the favourite Chantry house. We then go on to the next race, and this may be for some people a JP, uh, Nicky Henderson, uh, a double. We've got Champ here at the top of the betting, looking to cement his uh, stairs hurdle claims. Obviously, today, uh, Classical Dream uh, was disappointing in the Galmoy, so it could look wide open now for Champ. He's odds on. He's 8-15. to 15. We've got Mac Fabulous as well. He's in there at 9-2. Interesting to see how he steps forward from his second run after wind surgery. Paisley Park, probably best days behind him now. And there's no Algarska on a going day. If, if, if he's anywhere near his best, 25-1, maybe he might be able to run a big race. But uh, I'll come to you here first. Is he champ? Uh, is he one to maybe double up with Chantry? I think in terms of betting, that's probably what I'll do. Um, for me, this is a real head versus heart race because my heart is with Paisley Park. And I actually think it was a more encouraging race from him last time at Ascot. Um, but yeah, my head is with Champ, but no price. So definitely one to double up or get in a multiple. Strong stuff there from Izzy. Keep it simple, Champ. But actually, the emotion and the heartstrings are with Paisley. Me talking. <laughs> okay. So, Mark, um, Champ. Are we with him or against him? I think I'm going to um, take a chance on Paisley Park. Um, again, I think that was quite an encouraging one last time. I think it would be a better suit to Cheltenham. He's shown his best form there. I think um, he's obviously going to hit that flat spot. It depends what he, what he finds. Um, I think Champ's a bit short at 1.5 to who's on. Conditions to suit for Paisley Park as well. Fabulous for me. Like... I don't, I'm not sure about this horse. You know, one at Chepstow, um, obviously ran by in Time Hill, be on the blind side. I thought this horse horse was on the up massively. So he's quite disappointed behind Brewing Up Storm and Abracadabra City. And I don't think he's really ran on that, that run last time out as well. I don't know what to expect from that one. I, I think I think Paisley Park should be second favourite here for around about 92 at the moment. Um, the two are probably better here, right? I wouldn't lay champ around. Just for a bit of value, I'll probably back Paisley Park. I'll back uh, listen to Oscar at a price. I think 25 is too big for this one. Um, I mean, obviously, he's got... It depends which, ho which horse turns up for listen to Oscar. Roberta Curse Stable's not not doing that well at the moment, but pulled up last time out. But at the price, I mean, this, this horse is is a classy sort, and on the day, um, can, can win. It just depends which one turns up. I think mean, 25 to one's a fair price in a small field for listen to Oscar. Yeah, interesting there, Champ. It's funny, a few days ago, everybody thought it was going to be between Champ and Classical Dream for the stairs. And then obviously Classical Dream disappointing today. And it it would just be typical of the race Champ and media. Champ will get cuffed out the three probably, you know? Yeah, it, oh, it'd just be, typ it'd be typical of the race and media to, to have hyped up the stairs, looking like a cracking race, and then Champ runs an absolute stinker. And then the division looks wide open again. It, this is the way it always seems to go. But yeah, from the form perspective, the class angle, obviously Champ does does have it in his favour. But who knows, it's racing and, and stranger things have happened. We then move on to the next race we're going to look at. It's the last race at Cheltenham. It's the 340. It's the Ballymore Novices Hurdle. There's so many Ballymore Novices Hurdle run at Cheltenham that actually aren't the real one at the festival. I get I get confused. This is a grade two. And Hillcrest is your current favourite. I have to say, he was very impressive last time. Mark, do we want to side with Hillcrest here or have you found an angle to take him on? Um, this is a rare currency, but actually, I actually like the favourite here. Um, Paul Callahan would be proud, but 
I think Hillcrest really impressive last time out. It has to give a, wee, a bit of weight away. Um, it's kind of living ten here, but classy sort. I mean, one one its last four. Um, really, really liked that run behind our jet. Um, I think that that's decent form at entry. Um, like even the form last time out at Cheltenham as well proves. I mean, the horse handles the track. Conditions should should be should be fine. Um, I think this one, this horse is really progressive. Hillcrest. I, I think. I think Donald McCain's horse is quite a big price as well, around 10 to 1. I'll probably have that one a bit shorter. Um, didn't beat much at Catterick, I mean, but still, it's, it's one in Northern tracks, so that's sort of reflected in the price here. But I'll probably give a little bit more respect to to, to a different kind. Um, Donald McCain, yours, Flying Brian Hughes book. But I think Hillcrest is the right favourite here. It's been roughly around 13 to 8. Um, again, like, I, w- I don't want to be ultra negative here, but I want to be taking the Nicky Henderson horses on on Saturday. Um, so we'll go with Hillcrest and maybe, maybe a saver on a different kind. That's what I'll play this one. Yeah, interesting. I, I'm not so keen on Balco, Balco uh, still. I, I wasn't sure I about... think he was very fortunate last time. I don't I, I don't like to see these words, but I don't think the, the skeleton horse was... Uh, how can I say this diplomatically? I don't think the skeleton horse was fully wound up no, that day. Now, Dan Skelton's team what, have been a little bit under... Uh, maybe they were just a bit undercooked, some of his horses around, around that time. And it's only in the last... Week or if so. the Skelton horse had a run before that that race, it would have won. It backed up one easily next time out. One absolutely hacked up. Might I need to run, but I think I think Balco Coastal fours on was a fortunate winner that day. I mean, I'd probably be willing to lay that in the in the place market. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm I'm not warming to him, even though he does get five pounds there from Hillcrest for, for Hillcrest's win on uh, on New Year's Day. But for me, I I think uh, Hillcrest could be actually a real player. When it comes to the festival, if he can win this, um, is he is this a penalty kick for Hillcrest, or are you a fan of Balco Coast or something else? Well, obviously there's some attractive form figures for quite a few here with a different kind and Balco Coastal and obviously Hillcrest. Hillcrest was actually my first winner of 2022 um, here at Cheltenham on New Year's Day, and that was obviously a Class One, so it does mean he's carrying a lot of weight, but. I agree with Mark. I think he's a classy sort, and I think he'll easily overcome it. Yeah, I agree with you. I think uh, I think if he wins this, he's definitely got a good chance of going very close in the in the Ballymore. He kind of reminds me of Willoughby Court a little bit. Um, it, you know, he, could, he might be a bit of value on the day. It'd be interesting to see um, if he does go down the Ballymore route and what price he would be on the day. But yeah, hopefully, the price he just now is decent price at the moment for the Ballymore. Let's see. Should we get the old internet going? Yeah, we're even we're even talking Cheltenham already. Let's see if we can find it. I have been keen. I think he was uh, he was double figure prices after he won because I was quite it's interested. Twenties, twenties on bet for twenty right to now. one. Twenty to one, yeah. Well, with all the kind of mixed mixed pictures and and everything, I, I think he's. I think, he, like I said, he could be that Willoughby Court of a couple of years ago or a few years ago now that he was my first Cheltenham winner. Um, he was, and when he beat Neon Moore, the favourite that time of Harry Thrice, I just think they've got very similar profiles. You know, not done anything wrong, quite uncomplicated. Probably be ridden prominently. Should like conditions, likes the track. I think, I think he's got. So bet him now. Take the twenty to one, and then after he hacks up on Saturday, we lay him off the your stake off on a free bet in the Ballymore. Something like that. that sounds good advice there from Mark. <laughs> so there are thoughts then wrapped up on Cheltenham. Okay, we're going to move on to Doncaster now, where, as I said earlier, they've got a very good card for Saturday. And the 
First race we're going to look at is the two ten. It's a Skybet Yorkshire Rosemare's hurdles, a Grade Two, and Miranda is going for back-to-back -back wins in this race. You've got Anna Benina next in the betting at fours, Miss Heritage at six, Western Victory thirteen to two, and the outside of the field is Dazzling Glory, who is twenty-five to one. Miranda, so yeah, Izzy is uh, Miranda one to the multiples. Yeah, I think so. She's had her form frank last week by a winner, Molly Ollie's wishes. So I think that she's she's looking one for multiple. She's arriving here in a lot better picture than some of the other runners. Um, and that's why I'm quite easily siding with her. Yeah, I think she's got a favourite's chance. Uh, even that form from Ludlow worked out quite well. Emma Lavelle's, that was a winner at Newbury last week. So Miranda's definitely on the form claims. I thought Anna Benina was entitled to step forward from her run at uh Massabri, you know, obviously the form line there, Tommy Joska hoping that that one gets a boost. Um ground being her favour. She actually ran a good race at Cheltenham last year in the county hurdle, finished fifth at a massive price. On her day I think she's classy, but she might struggle against the likes of Miranda in this uh race. But um yeah, I think it's Miranda's to lose. Are you on the same page as us, Mark? Not sure. I think she's a bit a bit short, Miranda. Um I think the the Molly's Ollie's wishes the one in the mares last weekend at Ascot. I think it was a bizarre race. I, I think I don't think it's the strongest form. I mean, Western victories went off at ridiculous pace, sort of set up for uh for Dan Skelton. Um, and Paul Townend, I mean, he looked well beat coming around the bend, and he's only beat a length. I think I think she was stopping uh, near the finish. I just think I'm not sure about Miranda. I think there there's question marks about some of the form. Um, I think fortunate winner at Ludlow. I don't think that form looks that good, if I'm being honest with you. Uh, it was a fortunate winner. Five-pound claimer on board. It was, a, it was an egg and spoon race, in my opinion. I mean, four to five. I think you've got the McConnell horse in there. One, surely Western Victory isn't going to be ridden like that next time. Um, surely. Just gave the race away last time. Anybody backed that, you've got to think. Like I know it won at Clonmel like that, but surely you've got to be a little bit more conservative wider in that ground get, give her a chance at least hopefully that's not taking up too much out of her i just think she's too short miranda i mean i'm willing to layer at four or five just for the win so i'll play it okay interesting thoughts there from Mark. You, you've got to have a layer to have a backer aren't you but I, just, I just think she's too short i'd probably have her in about a six to four chance about a four chance i think four to five is too short yeah i agree maybe the odds on isn't very appealing but i can see why she she obviously does make the most appeal but maybe she could be a bit short there for some people. We then go to the next race we're going to talk about, which is the 2.45. It's the Albert Bartlett River Don Novices Hurdle. It's a grade two contest. And if I remember rightly, last year, the Cobb won this race where I put up a horse of Emma Lavelle's. It looked like it was absolutely tanking and then found nothing after the last hurdle. It was a real grueling race, but the ground is going to be good at Doncaster on Saturday. And unanswered prayers, God, we've got so many of their, those, is going to be our favourite. It looks like he's 11 to 4. My Bobby Dazzler steps out of Handicap Company for Mel Rowley. He's 9 to 2. Got Marla Mission again for John McConnell, Irish Raider. 6 to 1. Not, not a present again is a, another Handicap Raider coming into Grader Company. He's 6 to 1. Bridge North is 13 to 2. And the rest are bigger. Um, this is quite trappy, I thought. Bridge North was probably the way I would just play it. I think he's he needs every yard of a trip, and I thought he was slightly the wrong price for unanswered prayers. Was a good winner at Wincanton, 
but I'm not sure he wants to go up this far. What did you think, Mark? Yeah, I think the trip's a big negative for me. I think um, if you go back and, and watch that run, uh, the one at Newbury had no chance against Stage Star. I mean, that horse absolutely hosed up. Um, if you look at the run at Wincanton, I think I think the race to might sound bizarre, but I actually I actually laid Fleming's tide in that race for the win, and I think Tom Cannon actually won the race by by letting Brian Frost go on early. If you go back and watch the race, the Nichols horse Fleming's tide was keen all the way around and uh, had to make make its own running, and he's just sat in behind and picked that up over the last um, had a turn of foot. Um, I think Fleming's tight need, needs further as well. But again, I don't think the step on Patrizzi answer. I, I think I think he'll get found out um, as this one steps up and trip. And I think he's, he's not really the sort of one you'd be laying. I mean, if you at the prices right now, if I had to two, it's not a price I'd probably be laying. I mean, if it goes off around seven to four, fifteen eight, I'd be laying that in the win market. I think this is a much better race um, than that that one at Wincanton. I just think the stamina. I think it's going to get in. I mean, if they go really, really quick, um, it could be travel well, but what's going to be left in the tank? I just, I think this is quite a competitive race. I mean, I'd be willing to take on an answer prayers. I mean, if he goes around seven at four, I'll be leaning. But right now, it's just be a no bet for me. Okay. Mark's letting that one go through to the wicketkeeper. Izzy, how did you see this race? I thought it was really, really difficult as well. Initially, I was looking at a bridge north, but then I was very much the same as Mark. I just was quite put off by the trip. Um so I started to just look at sort of what else was happening. And then I noticed that the real whacker had a jockey booking of Harry Skelton. And I know um, Issa and Duffield, who's not, not actually had anything recently, but I just think that that perhaps wasn't a bad bit of form at Carlisle and obviously over the, over the right trip. So for me, that might just be a little outside bet, the real whacker. Yeah, that that's actually not a bad bit of form. I actually remember um, a bat I put up in that race. There was another horse of Anne Duffield's called McLeod. And I actually put that one up to run at Weatherby um, a couple of weeks ago. And he, he looked like he was absolutely tanking, um, but he just got really tired in the closing stages. But I think he finished third and not a bad little handicap. And obviously the real whacker does have to, to massively step up, but I don't think there was a fluke about it. Um, and maybe... 10 to 1 there. It's a trappy enough race. Maybe he is worth uh, a slight poke there. Um, interesting thoughts there from the panel. Keen to take on unanswered prayers. Uh, I quite like Bridge North and uh, Izzy's keen on the chances of the real whacker to maybe outrun his odds. We then go to the feature race of Doncaster's Saturday card. It's the 320. It's the Skybet handicap chase. It's a listed race. And we've got the double green of Fusil Raffles heading the betting for Nicky Henderson. He's currently five to one. Many in here with chances. Is he? Do we have one at a nice juicy price? I mean, I'm I lean towards Fusil Raffles because I just think actually, off um, eleven stone eight, I think he's got quite a nice little chance here. But there's obviously so many in it that could quite easily. Um, spring in but that's that's the way I lean towards just because of the the form of Henderson right now um and you know all the conditions really so just looking at the going and the distance I just think it'll be spot on yeah obviously if he replicates anywhere near his uh Charlie Hall win you have to say that he, he's got a, a, a favorite chance and 
He's still relatively unexposed over staying trips. Uh, he definitely brings a touch of class to the race. Um, but yeah, in, interesting thoughts there uh, from Izzy. I, I quite like one of Nicky Henderson's other runners in the race. That's Janika. Now, this is a real left field one, I know. Uh, hasn't really done much this season, but he really um, did need uh, to have a wind up done. I, I was reading some comments earlier about him um, from Nicky Henderson, and he, he needs to have a uh, uh, wind surgery done to him. Um, and he's now having his second run after uh, after wind operation. I didn't actually think he ran badly uh, when he finished seventh behind Vienna Court at Cheltenham. He might have just needed that run. He's um he's had a couple of weeks to get over it. He's dropped now five pounds for that run, which I thought was quite generous. On his day, he's a very class uh, act. He was still able to run a good race last year at Cheltenham when he finished fifth um in the Coral Cup. I just thought you're getting twenty five to one. Ben Bromley as well is starting to um do good things in his racing career. Obviously, he's uh, the son of the racing manager, uh, Anthony Bromley, claims seven. He's basically running off a mark of one for one. On his day, he's more than capable of running a good race. And I just thought he was a really big price. Um, and I just thought he was definitely worth an each-way chance. And uh, I'm quite sweet on his chances to, to run a big race, unexposed over staying trips as well. How did you see this one, Mark? Uh, I know we had a discussion off-air about one. Who, tell, give us your case for him. I like the old boy in the race. Well, one of the old boys is nuts well. Um, so I'm a big fan of the trainer, uh, Danny McMenamin's a positive jockey booking. I think this one's uh, ultra consistent. I mean, I think the form at Kelso's good. Um, run behind All Mankind looks solid. And on the run at Weatherby last time out by Claire Danny. Um, I think that's a decent bit of form. I think off, he's been dropped £3 for that as well. It's got a carry... He's got to carry 11 12, but he's just a consistent sore. Of 20 to 1, 20, he was 25 to 1 early, he's been clipped in a little bit. I think he can run a race here. Um, if any bookmakers paying additional places, uh, be certainly one to look at. Um, I'm definitely going to be back in this one, um, winning or each way, winning place. I think another one I did look at was Bronson Say, but he's been really disappointing. Uh, we've actually backed this horse a few times, uh, Chris. Um, I back attacked this one at Jet Chepstow, um, back in October. Um, really disappointing, well beat. Um, has been dropped by the handicapper. Um, been dropped, well, really been dropped, what, £6. I think he needs to be dropped, but he's been really disappointing. I think another one at a price um, potentially could, could maybe run a place is maybe Canelo. I'm a wee bit worried about the stable form there. One from 28, Alan King's at the moment, 3%. Um, he's fallen down the weights as well. But we'll go for we'll go for nuts well each way and maybe a small saver on Canelo. I'm, I'm surprised Canelo's so short. I mean, he's, they're not taking any chance for this one. He's around 10 to 1 in some place. They probably have him about 16s. Uh, you'll get a bigger price in the day, but nuts well each way for me in the last race. Some each um, way. Yeah. There's one I'm a little surprised at the price of, which is Storm Control. Yeah, you can. there's always room for more traders at Betfair if you fancy a gig, is he? Yeah, just think that that you know that's not a bad bit of form at Newbury last time, and um, that again another one there could run a run okay at a price. Off off one two seven with a ten pound claimer on board as well. One last time out as well, so um, no reason why this one can't be compared. If it's going to be, um, there could be the potential back to lay here in the race. They're definitely going to be going forward, isn't he? Um, you could probably back it. That's a that's a decent bet. You could lay it. You could back it at twenties and maybe lay it off at eight to one in the run. Could be a decent bat to lay. Yeah, I wouldn't be at all surprised if maybe they've had this um, race at the back of their minds for this one uh, for a little while. He actually beat Sky Pirate here back in 2019. I remember I um, 
was uh, I went to Cheltenham for the first ever time that day at the international meeting, and I actually backed Sky Pirate, and he obviously just didn't stay the two and a half mile, and Sky Pirate, like he does, was absolutely tanking, and Storm Control just kept pinging his fences and just was more game and durable. And it's a really good ride by Danny Cook that day, I remember yeah. that. It was a perfect ride, he got the fractions bang on. Yeah, Shane obviously is no no longer riding now. Danny Cook, but oh, um, he's he's absolutely clean up in the northern meetings, like absolute um, Rolls Royce of a jockey. Yeah, definitely, he always was a bit of a thorn in the side of uh, Brian Hughes, no doubt. And obviously, since his uh, retirement, obviously Hughes has been able to fill some of those opportunities. But yeah, some interesting thoughts there from the panel, and hopefully, we've pointed you in the direction of a few big prices. Okay, that rounds things off for this week's action. Before we uh, sign off, um, Mark, is there anything else we fancy this weekend away from the races we've just covered? Usually you have a, a bumper or a first-time outrunner, maybe something I fancy, but there's actually one I actually want to take on. Obviously, we don't have Christ at the moment. It's in the um, 5 o'clock Kempton. Um, it's the Godolphin or Charlie Appleby's Noble Order. Um this one's, I mean, it's tissued in around six to five. And if this thing's all done, you'd be laying this really disappointing. Um, for me, last time out, had everything in its favour. Still couldn't get the job done. I don't think the form's that good. There's a couple of first-timers in here are quite interesting. Kevin Ryan's got one, and um, Richard Hannon's got one as well. There's a couple in here well, as well that have got a lot of improvement in them. I think that you can lay this around even money or odds on, be all over it. Okay. Global order, five o'clock some all-weather action then from Mark and Izzy. Is there anything else that you're interested in this weekend? Yeah, I mean, I've gone for quite a few of the favourites, obviously, in the races we've looked through so far. We're going to have a little multiple going, but I do quite like in the 120 at Cheltenham. I like Goa Lille for the Tristan Davis team. His impressive runner last time and just quite fancy it. I've got prices at 6-1, to one, although my prices aren't always that accurate. Um, so yeah, that's just a little one from me. And I'm also, even though probably won't be having a go, might stick it in a multiple. Looking forward to seeing third time Lucky back in the 135 at Doncaster. Yes, let's see if he can get his um, career back on track. And obviously, the Arkle pictures opened up a bit with the news we received today that Fernie Hollow won't be taking part. So maybe third time Lucky might be able to enhance his claims there if he gets back on track. At Doncaster, I like. Price that, Chris. Just sorry, I interrupt there. The third time lucky. You know, I'd probably have him around around the four to nine chance, and you can get what four to six at the moment. If we're talking about value, would you rather be on third time lucky at what four to six or champ at one or two? Probably champ. All right. Okay. Okay. Little. I just think third time lucky. It. I. I don't know if he'll be suited by the track. That's all I'm saying at Doncaster. It can be a long way home sometimes. And to me, he could be just a bit free. Um, and both horses, both do your job and for pleasure. I like to go forward. I don't think it's no, 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 no penalty kick. That's all I'm saying. But um, interesting to see how he gets on. But yeah, I liked one uh, away from uh, the jumps at Lingfield. Uh, it's only a four runner race, but. I think you might be able to get some decent value out of him. Um, and that is Pal Pavicino for Martin Dwyer and Brian Meehan. Um, this one, actually, I don't think ran badly when he finished fifth uh, in the listed Quebec stakes. He just set it up for the closers. This is only a four-runner field. He's a front-runner. He likes to to uh, make the run-in. He's now down uh, to a mark of 101. 
He hasn't won, obviously, for a while, but he has got good form over this course and distance. And if Martin Dwyer can set the fractions right, I just thought you might be able to get maybe 9-4 to four or 5-2 to two about him. Currently, no prices, but I think Chance will go a favourite for that race. And I just thought if it turned into a tactical affair, uh, Martin Dwyer might be able to work his magic. So, yeah, some different opinions there from the panel. But, so, yeah, thanks for listening uh, on this week's episode. Hopefully, we've pointed you in the direction of some winners. Um, thanks for Izzy and Mark for giving up their time this evening. Also, as well, just a couple of reminders. Don't forget to follow us on social media. We're on Twitter. We're at In The Saddle Pod. And you can also, as well, check us out on Instagram. Um, also, as well, we'll have all our Twitter handles uh, in the bio if you want to follow our work as well. Please gamble responsibly. Hopefully, uh, we've given you some winners. And we'll be seeing you again soon. Don't